All right, welcome into Urban Meyer's Pint House. This is weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems in Letterman Row. Ohio State plays on Saturday. Yes. It's time. It's time. Maybe not for war, Finally. but it is time. Mickey Marotti be yelling that about 11.58 on Saturday. Nebraska's coming to town. It's so overdue. I, I'm excited. I got goosebumps just with the hype videos coming out and everything. I get to go cover a game. I feel like you guys probably want to go play on Saturday. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe for a couple series. Uh, I don't want to wake <laughs> up on Sunday afterwards. That's the problem. Like, yeah. it's never the playing. It's never it's never Saturday night. It's Sunday morning. It's never Saturday afternoon. It's the following day, and then the following day of having to like, go practice and do stuff again. So that's what's tough. But these guys are amped up. I like the noon kick to start the season for these guys, and, and Schleich can attest to this of how the operations. I mean, they're getting those guys out of bed at seven o'clock, Austin. They're they're waking up. They're ready to rock. They've got the bullhorns pounding on wind, yep. pounding on the doors. But these guys, I'll tell you what. Usually for a noon game, uh, you're kind of rolling out of bed a little bit. With as long as it's been October 24th, I think these guys will be up and alert and ready to go at seven. All right, these guys don't really need an introduction, but that's Bobby Carpenter, by the way, who just gave you that breakdown. Zach Bourne, Robert Landers, Anthony Schlegel. And Cardale Jones, the QB there on the end. We got some more special guests. The guy who runs this place, Urban Myers Pint House, he's tucked in that room back over there, getting some dinner, getting warmed up in the green room, mm. seven and O room. Uh, he'll be out later. It's gonna have a, a great show for you all tonight. Uh, whenever you're watching this, maybe on the internet. But uh, Zach, no, game time, man. It's game time. I'm excited, man. I uh, how about that video that came out today, yes. right? Ooh. Oh my god. Who saw that video good. today? Those you guys, guys see the so hype good. video? Yeah. How about yeah. that? Their spirit is with you. Is that what it is? I mean, yeah. I, I, was, yeah, I showed it to my kid. I was like, listen, watch this, because he plays football. He's in third yeah. grade. I was like, watch this. And he just looked at me. He's like, I want to play football. And I was like, damn right you want to play football. Yeah. <laughs> go Bucks. It's and then great. he had his best practice today, too. There you go. But yeah, yeah, hey, do you know what, what people don't realize is those are the videos like we watch before we walk out to the field, right? When we're at the Blackwell, people think you know we're in uh, little offices going over meetings and what. We, we are doing that. But, man, those videos, Cardell, you remember those? Man, we're getting hyped. Man, we're we're getting, getting hyped, hyped up, right? And so you see those videos, it just brings me back to the Blackwell, sitting there in your suit. You know, your kind of legs are twitching a little bit, just ready to, to get to the skull session. So that's what I thought about today, man. It's, those guys are going to be ready to go, thankfully. Um, you know, it, those guys have had to wait a little bit because, like what Bob said, a new kick sometimes isn't easy, right? Uh, but with those guys waiting and football being taken from them and now given back, those guys will be ready to come out firing on Saturday. For sure. And speaking of that hype and, and understanding when we in that black wall in that moment and watching that video, it kind of sucks too because we still got a long walk and it's still a long time before <laughs> kickoff. Don't blow that load. So, so it's like you get up on a really, really high, but you yep. got to calm right back down because you got to come out go through your routine, walk, school session, and things like that. Yep. Actually, one of the greatest traditions in all of sport, in my opinion, and one of the reasons why I went to Ohio State, because of the school session things. You walk into the stadium. So. Oh, you, my God. Usually, that's, great. A, usually yeah. that's a sweaty walk early oh, in the year. Oh, oh, you got your sure. suit on. You're sweaty. <laughs> the October 24th, it's going to be a beautiful day. Oh, yeah. sure. You don't have to worry about 90 degrees and humidity pouring down on you and just sweating through your suit. Yeah. You know, uh, and Lander's sweating through his cowboy hat. I, I oh, my, my titties are sweating right now. Yeah. 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 Hey, but, but, but back to Cardell's I've some, point. I've got some bad news. On that front, yeah. Well, back to Cardell's point, though, right? Like you said, you get so amped up, and then you go on that walk. And for people who haven't been on that walk, I mean, there's nothing like it, right? Especially a big game. That sidewalk's lined up. You get in the skull session. The band's playing. You know, someone gives an inspirational speech, and then you walk. It's like then you got to decompress. Once you get in the stadium and you go from all those people tailgating and things being crazy, you got your headset on, music blaring. Then you get in the stadium and it's empty, right? And I, my man Bob Sweeney, I'll give him a shout out, right? I was always the first one. Up, I was always the first one up on the on the on the taping table, and so you get there, and it's like you try and decompress. So because you still got another two and a half hours before kickoff. Yeah. Now this is another thing too. Like this is trained. People don't realize this, but Coach Meyer trained this. We had it when with Tress as well. Like you don't ever want to have too big of a high and too big of a low. Yeah, you're gonna watch this, right? But you never want to blow your load too early, right? It's about game time. Slow so, that's, so what? That's a good so, tip. so you get yeah. in there and you look at it. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited to go. But then you lock back in and then you decompress. And we did that on Friday nights, right? You would go into a meeting and you would lock in and then you would decompress, hang out with your dudes, play some cards, watch some games. Boom, lock back in, watch some film. That's always done all the time. It's on Friday nights, but. At the end of the day, it's about how do I go out and I'm myself mentally, physically, and emotionally to spill it at noon. 
Because that's when the foot hits the ball, and that's what it's all about. I can say this for me personally, like, Going into this game, them boys are going to be fine. They're going to be ready. The hype video that we saw will do no justice to the video that Coach Day is going to prepare for them. Oh, that's a different video. It, oh, always. <laughs> hey, it's always a different video because every video that, that he put on last year had a message, and it had a certain message that hit home for these boys. And it's going to get to the point where he's going to tell them, let the fire burn. You got to build it. You got to let it slowly burn. Let it build up to kickoff. Coach, you know, Slade was talking about, you know, you don't want them to blow their low early. They won't. I promise you they won't. <laughs> when that kick up, when that uh, wake up comes, Coach going to get them ready, go through walkthroughs, and they walk down to watch that video. It's just going to increase more and more and more the pile of wood that they're going to have to put into that pile for when the kickoff comes and they light that fire, it's going to be over with. Oh, my God. It brings me back to that video, right? It gives the people some insight. I know, and it was the same way I'm sure it is now. Those video guys, after they do a pump-up video, the last thing we see before leaving the Black Wolves, they always show a movie clip, right? Oh, and yeah. I, I know Cardell's yeah, going to remember yeah, this yeah. one, right? I, <laughs> yo, everyone talks about there's books written about um, the Michigan State game in 2012, right? And the Coach chalice, Meyer, the yeah, chalice. No, yeah, Coach Meyer, you know, raising his glasses and whatnot. But – I don't know if you remember, if Cardell remembers the, the pregame video, what the movie clip was, but it was Liam Neeson and Taken, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's the, the last part of Taken where, you know, he's on the phone with the yeah. guys and telling him he's going to come find him and kill him, right? So everyone, like, left. They're like, <laughs> oh, my God, we're about to kill these guys. And then I remember, you know, the Team Up North game in 2012, one of my favorite movies, but Boondock Saints, yeah. right? When the guys come in with the guns yeah. into the courtroom and, yeah. and they come up blazing, man, it was like five minutes of just chaos and guys are going nuts. <laughs> And, I mean, that's how they end those videos. So if people want to know why guys come out sweating from the black wall on the walk and all amped up, it's because, man, we, we got great movie clips. That's right. <laughs> we, we, we show 18 to 22-year-olds violent movies <laughs> play football. No doubt. That's what happens. Zach, are you ready for the bad news now? What's the bad news? They're not staying in the Blackwell. They're what? not doing school session. They're they're not, not wait, they're not staying at the Blackwell? No. Why aren't they staying at the Blackwell? Well, Blackwell is currently a dorm room. Oh, uh, oh my. Well, that happens. So here's the deal. So where are they staying? They're, they've got another hotel, undisclosed location, so we can't go track them down. Yeah. But so they'll go in. They're going to do all that pregame stuff. And take the a bus there. On Saturday. They'll get dressed, all tapes. They weren't going to take all the bikes over, all that stuff. So you guys don't have to worry. Like, BB made a career out of putting on a cowboy hat. I kind of did. <laughs> but, but let me that, ask you this, Austin. Yeah. Did they get to go to the golf course for dinner tonight? Well, I think that there's going to be some, there's definitely going to be some pecan rolls. Yeah, that's I, key because the do, the golf course meal might be the most underrated part of playing at Ohio State, oh, and that's <laughs> that's Friday really the shame. That's the best Friday in football, and you get to head over there. And I mean, I literally, I would not eat all day. Like we would eat Subway at like eleven thirty, and then not eat again until like six thirty, oh, seven yeah. o'clock. And when you're a freshman, you're sitting there and just watching people eat. And like they're like <laughs> cutting your food real slow, and you watch them just eat it because it's a buffet, and you get to go up and they dismiss you in order. It was the greatest day ever, though. I mean, literally. You'd gain like seven or eight pounds. Schlegs' face would be like a water balloon just filling up. <laughs> it was right amazing. Pecan rolls. But that's the it. best part. So yeah. I'm glad that they didn't get that stripped away. If I was a senior and you told me we didn't have golf course, oh. that's the time We're you fighting. get to go and eat all. Oh, it would have been well, fighting. It, 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 fighting. It, it, put butter on your pecan rolls? Yeah. I never ate the pecan rolls. Oh, of oh, course. Uh, that defeats the purpose. Well, no, it's no, funny. I, 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 it's funny you brought this up because – you know, you're sitting here and you say you told us they're not sitting in the black one. We're like, what? Yeah. We're like what? Yep. It, it's funny. It, it takes me back. To, I know Schlegs is married. Bob is married. Cardell and BB. I, I think have girlfriends. <laughs> but hey, listen, a good story listen, here. No, no, this is like a great story. It goes back to you know, hey, if you ever date a football player, who date, marry, whatever it might be, there's two things to know about us. We love our routines, right? So even us right now at our age, we're like, what? That's not the routine, yeah. right? Because we love routines. And we're a roller coaster of emotions, right? Up and down that we're talking about. So those two things, man, it's like if you take those away from us, we're, it's tragic. Well, and I think that's part of it too. Like you guys get into that routine and you want to make the walk in. Well, that's all going to be different. Then we've worried about so much about crowd noise and all this other stuff. All the pregame will be different, but at least it's fall. There's football. We all love the fall. Fall also means that old man winter is right around the corner. Yes, it is. Got to ask you if your furnace is ready, Schlegs. Well, I hope the old man winter is because that means the deer are going to start moving because the rut's coming up in about three weeks. Well, the other thing is that <laughs> you, might, you might need a quick fix or a whole new system. And BCA Mechanical, your local Bryant heating and cooling dealer, will do whatever it takes to make sure your system is up to the task. You can rely on BCA Mechanical to provide great service, and they'll make sure you and your family stay warm and comfortable 
all winter long. Be sure to schedule your appointment today at bcamechanical.com. Bryant and BCA Mechanical are doing whatever it takes. Who's going like to do that. No who's nipping. Going to do whatever it takes on Saturday. I'm just going to go right to it. I know we've got the script here, but I'm just th I'm throwing it out. Go Scott, do it. Scott Frost. Who's got it? Scott Frost is going <laughs> to yeah. do whatever it takes? Because he's going to have to try to do whatever right. it takes yeah. to have any shot. <laughs> again, I mean, seriously, they came out and ran triple option last year. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, did. like, whatever it takes. Yeah. He oh. understands that they're at a huge disadvantage talent-wise. And at Ohio State, you're never in those games where you, you are severely outmatched. There are times at other points in your life where that can happen in other teams and other, at other levels. And so you have no idea what that's like here. But at other times, you're like, hey, we're going to have to try anything. And hopefully we can get a jump. And if, like, literally four or five ifs happen, we might have a shot at being in the game and having a chance to possibly win it. So whatever it takes, Scott Frost, like, I guarantee <laughs> you those coaches, they pulled up the film for the defense. Boom. What did they run to start the season last year with our no. game against us? Triple option. Have we ever seen it? No. We need to be ready for this. Oh, by the way. We need to be ready to come off the sideline after drive one. Forget halftime adjustments. Yeah. Make adjustments here because they're going to have something, and if we don't stop it, they're going to keep giving us steady doses of it the whole time. I thought well, Bob was going to talk about Buckeyes, but he really no. he threw me for a loop I, hey, right hey, there. I'll, I'll go Buckeyes because I think whatever <laughs> it takes, it's the entire team, right? This is a year completely different than any other season. Those guys have been sitting around for, what, six weeks now watching college football, watching other teams go out there and play. Listen, it, when you're playing, you watch game day, right? You watch uh, the, the college football final on Sundays. You watch SportsCenter. They're seeing these guys talk up Clemson, talk up Alabama, talk up Georgia, right? They're seeing the hype to all these other teams. So the whole team's going to take care of business because they're going to go out there and say, hey, we are the best team in the country. Hey, Justin Fields can be talked about the Heisman. It's not just Trevor Lawrence, right? So all these guys are going into this game with a chip on their shoulder, so they're all going to do whatever it takes to say, hey, we're here to play. We're here, college football, wake up, because the Buckeyes are, are coming. I'm oh, yeah, one word. No, go ahead, BB. Uh, you got it. You a vet. <laughs> I'm like a dad. Go <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, uh, no, I, definitely, I definitely agree with Zach on that point because you look around. It's going to take the whole team. You look around these other conferences in the SEC, how Arkansas just got their first win in the SEC in X amount of years. they sneaking up on teams because these, these teams, these highly ranked teams, these teams that get all these accolades in the preseason are kind of sleeping on opponents like that. And that's what Ohio State can't do for uh, a Nebraska team that's coming in. I mean, they're going to want to win as bad as we want to win. And everybody's going to have that, have that understanding and that mindset to take the whole team to pull this W off. So for me, I'm going to take one word out of that question. Ever. It's not about whatever it takes. It's about what it takes. They're going to Ooh. be prepared going to the game. <laughs> They're going to be prepared. Every, for the most part, every situation that they could potentially be in, they're going to be ready for it. It's going to come down to in-game adjustments, and that comes with you know your vets actually being able to see what they're getting during the game, come, come out of the game, communicate with coach, make the proper adjustments, and go. That's it. Whatever it takes, that's a desperation question. <laughs> desperation is not going to be a factor well, in this game. Well, BB, it's a sponsor question, okay? Let's take it easy. <laughs> well, I love the sponsors, but guess what? I have my own rebuttal. <laughs> I tell you what, that's what happens when a man's over here wearing alligator skin cowboy boots and skinny jeans. Man, you look they good, BB. Fit. They well, that's why he wanted to walk, into the, walk yeah, into the stadium every week. Well, whatever it takes, I'll just go down the list of dudes since we haven't mentioned any dudes lately. You know, that's going to be... Justin Fields, whatever it takes. It's going to be Trey Sermon. I can't wait to watch what he looks like in a Buckeye uniform, but I love Master Teague. I love the, the dude that he is, and I love the fact that he's coming back off Make the, him say us. Oh, uh, make him say nah, nah, nah. yeah. Right? No Limit Soldier. What, what is thought, wrong I with you? I told you, man. Listen, I know all the old school 90s rap, man. I went to DeSoto High School. Anyways, that being oh said, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch Wyatt Davis and Josh. Josh Myers and Thayer Mumford, I know the other two young guys, but whatever it takes, like, they came back. They wanted this. They're the leaders of this team. Let's go D-line. And Coop, can't wait. Can't wait to see Baron Browning. He's playing Sam. Is he going to stay on the field and do what we did? Like, I look at Baron as what Bobby was in 2005. Played Sam linebacker. Now he's the rush in. I can't wait to watch him do whatever it takes, but just do his job, right? Do what it takes it. to go get a win. I can't wait to watch the back end and what Kerry Combs did with that. That's what I can't wait for. Every, every position. Yeah. Every position. Every I just, position. guess what? I just That's dropped it? all those nuggets on you. Well, so, what all <laughs> just, so what all of us just said. Well, yeah. 
What, what, what time? Time? <laughs> but I named dudes. Hey, dudes. This is another thing, though. That's that, always about the dudes. This is another thing, though, that we all talked about. Nebraska's going to throw a lot at them, so it's actually a great first opponent. You would rather play Nebraska, who will give you a little something. You know, Scott Frost, what he saw at, at what he did at Central Florida with backs running wheels, or, you know, running backs running wheels out of the backfield, giving them different looks, throwing triple option. That's a lot better opponent for Ohio State than, say, in Illinois or in Indiana, who's going to be do what they do. Scott Frost is going to throw so many different looks at them. So for a week one opponent, Ohio State couldn't ask for anything better because they're going to be able to get as much practice as possible. I say practice, but as many looks as possible in this game. And like Schlake said, I'm ready for the wide receivers, man. The young wide receivers to show up with Justin Fields throwing it. I mean, after this game, I expect Justin Fields to probably have nine touchdowns and freaking go for the Heisman, you know? Well, Nine TDs. Nine TDs, man. Zach has to go to the Heisman. Check his pants. It's easy. Oh, my God. I think it's important for Justin Fields not, you know, lose his load early, just to borrow that. How many times can we say that in a show? Morning juice. (laughs) Maybe we'll retire Ah. that. Um, If you guys have one, maybe this is similar to that question, but I didn't intend it to be that way. But if you have one question about the Buckeyes that you want answered on Saturday, what is it? Uh, I think it – it probably goes to the defense and it goes to the air, the two two areas that lost a lot and I'll leave one for someone else. But to me, it's going to go to the secondary. You're replacing a lot of guys back there, especially guys down the middle. And so now you're going to be asking like Josh Proctor, what are you going to be able to do inside? You know, are you going to get Marcus Hooker in there? Like these guys haven't really played. And, you know, when they did come in, they can make some plays. They're really athletic. They're super talented. But it's really the question of consistently, can you get guys lined up? The, the middle is the glue right there. They've got three seniors in the middle at linebacker. Not worried about those guys. Sean Wade, he's playing in the middle of the defense essentially last year. Now you're putting him out on corner, and he's going to take care of what he can do, but he's going to have a hard time yelling over to the other side of the field if they're not making the correct adjustments on the opposite side. And so in the back end, those mistakes are touchdowns. We always talk about this on defense. Mistakes in the front half, those are first downs. BB gets out of, a, gets out of his gap, linebacker missed the tackle. It's 10, 12, 15 yards. You blow a coverage on the back end, it's a touchdown. Okay. And a lot of guys, that's what you know, you have to have real thick skin and be real resilient to play back there. And so they're going to get tested early. These dudes are highly talented. They get tested all the time in practice. But, I mean, when you haven't played in this long and you really had no spring, there's a little, not concern, but I would just say anticipation for me to watch those guys to see what they're going to be able to do. I think all of us down the line are going to say secondary, right? I mean, it, like Bob said. It's, Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Speak but, for yourself. You know, from that standpoint, it's, it, they have the least amount of, of proven depth, right? And the secondary, obviously, you need someone to man the middle of the field. I mean, that's what makes the defense complete, right? And when you've got a really young guy, granted, he's had the best practice in the world by going against the wide receivers of Ohio State and that Ohio State offense. But, you know, it. To me, I want to see who shows up in that secondary. I'm sure they're going to rotate some guys. They need a guy, you know, like a Malik Cooker back there who can roam the middle field, like a Jordan Fuller. They've went on a long run of guys back there who can really play. So who's going to step up and be that next guy? See, for me, I'm not going to isolate the DBs because, number one, I have great faith in a Kerry Collins. He's nuts. He drinks coffee for sport. (laughs) Crazy. But he knows what he's doing. For me, my question mark is going to be the young guys as a whole. You don't get spring ball. Springtime is a pinnacle point for young guys coming in and guys who have not had any game experience to actually kind of get their feet wet. So my question is going to be what young guys are going to step up, how are they going to step up, and can they fulfill and wear the shoes that were laid before they got there? (laughs) Well, I'll just go with a guy, and it's not going to be on defense because I like talking about defense because I played it. You know, and it's not, I can't even say concern. Yeah. I have zero concern. I just can't wait to watch him actually live up to my expectation in my mind. One, he wears Mueller's, which if you're tough and you play football, <laughs> you wear a Mueller. Oh. And that is like the little black thing above your elbow. Why do you wear them? Yeah, to protect your elbow? Not so much. It makes your arms look bigger and they're really <laughs> cool. And I can't wait to watch Harry Miller. Yeah. I can't wait to watch him because, you know, Jonah Jackson – Phenomenal transfer, sophomore coming in, playing with Josh Myers, potential Remington winner. You got Wyatt Davis on the other side. I can't wait to watch him compete in that apex with Josh Myers because that is why we're able to run. 
not only do they protect him, the easiest path to the quarterback is right up the gut. I can't wait to watch how he meshes with them because he's right next to Thayer. So you put him in there, it's not I'm concerned at all. I totally believe in him. But I had this expectation that Harry Miller is going to knock somebody's junk in the dirt. I can't wait to watch that. What'd you say? You're blue collar and corn fed? Blue collar. <laughs> I can't. This is my dad. My dad. That's how I was raised. This is the, was, this is the bourbon splash zone. Down no doubt. No doubt. I was literally. I was eight years old, just like my youngest son. And my dad was like, "Hey, son, listen. You're blue collar and corn fed. Now go knock their blank in the dirt." And I was like, "I don't even know what that means, but I think I do. So let's go." I can't wait to watch Harry do that. Well, I don't think I have a word like or concern like Slego said. My biggest thing I'm going to watch for the defense in particular as a whole, not just a back end, not just a front end. Um, I had an opportunity to go watch two college teams play last week. Oh, and tell me about it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that <laughs> and, was and one great. thing. Hey, tell us, thing. <laughs> tell us about that, Cardell. Please, tell us about that. And one thing I got to say about that, one thing I was pretty much disappointed on both sides of the ball, on both teams, were the ability to tackle. Yeah. The ability to really – defense, when you look at defense, you just, as a normal fan, will just see a guy running around hitting the ball and trying to get the ball, intercept the ball. But it's so intertwined with each other. And to see different guys on different levels and screwing different things up that you will look at, that we will look at as so simple, they didn't have a spring ball. They didn't have an installation period when they can go through the reps on a, on a game field when it comes to a walkthrough or a practice as much. So that's going to be critical and staying in gaps and things like that. But the fundamentals of tackling, tackling ain't hard. You got a guy oh, running at you full speed. Tackling is not hard. Tackling is not hard. Right. You don't get but I cannot. Okay, well, how about this? I, I don't think tackling can be you gotta you work easy. You tackling can be easy, right? There's a, there's a <laughs> pandemic of poor tackling going on. For sure, for sure. And football All across the board, all across the country, and even on the pro level as well because of the lack of It'll reps practice, that they You don't hit anymore. And there was no exactly. spring ball. And so that's what these young guys like so, to worry a little bit. That's my concern. I, I wouldn't say worry or concern, but that's what I'm going to be looking at for the Buckeyes. Cardell, I'm shocked you were able to pay attention to the tackling out there. I <laughs> <laughs> Cardell, Cardell was down there <laughs> listening gosh. to Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> Texas women's oh, song. Man. <laughs> I would have been able to pay attention to the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was, trust me, all the players I saw was on replay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go light it up in the Big 12, though, don't you? Oh, I mean, my God. Quarterback's ah, dream. It was, it was tough watching some football, but, hey, it was a, it was a good game. All right, we're going to let it, these guys <laughs> reload with some Coors Light and some silver bullets. Cardale's going to have some trivia coming up for those of you here at Urban Meyer's Pint House. A lot more to come tonight on Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooley Systems. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes BCA Mechanical. Find them at bcamechanical.com. All right, welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. This guy on my left needs no introduction. His name is over all over this place, Urban Meyer's Pint House. He went 7-0 and in the rivalry game. He beat Nebraska a couple times. And, a couple uh, times, yeah. A couple <laughs> times, uh, rivalry game. And you put this guy in to win a national championship a few years ago. He's told the story about going in in that rivalry game and you know, the message in the headset or, or talking to you <laughs> on the sideline and that he might not have been as confident uh, as he let on. Well, Cardell is part of our family, and that's one of the great stories in Ohio State history is when on whatever the rivalry game date was in 2014, JT Barrett's our quarterback, and we had this uh, guy behind him named Cardell Jones that didn't take life too serious all the time. <laughs> no He's, way. And he uh, sent that beautiful that. tweet out. But <laughs> So Cardell, or, uh, JT Barrett, probably about 10 yards from me, from both of us, because you're standing next to me, he breaks his leg. And I see him go down, and we know JT's one of those guys. He goes down, he's down. That's not one of those guys going to stand up and jog off and everything's all right. And sure enough, I start walking on the field, and our strength coach looks at me and goes like this, gives like his leg's broken. And I thought, my gosh, you know, and I hold his hand, and I see JT crying, and I kind of cry with him, and I'm holding and The crowd is right there, and all of a sudden I think, uh-oh. <laughs> the next guy up, next man up. So I go over and put my arm on. Cardell, because he's such a big dude, I put my arm on him, and he looked like uh, 
Looked like a guy who's getting ready to take a physics test and he never studied physics before. He had sweat rolling <laughs> on his forehead. <laughs> and I put him on my arm on his shoulder and I said, hey man, you can do this, you can do this. And I hit him in the rear end and I give him the play. And he jogs on the field. And I'm thinking there's no way in hell he can do this. He's not ready for this. <laughs> so he hands the ball off a couple times and then he uh, throws a pass. But he played okay. Zeke broke a fourth down run. Darren Lee picked up a fumble. We scored. We win. And then the legend of Cardell came on. Yeah. I mean, by the time that game ended until Sunday when we came in to get ready for Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, it went like this. It was a 180. You saw a grown man leading his team, preparing. And, I, I mean, myself and the other coaches are like, wow, this is incredible. Is that how you remember it, 12? Yeah, but he, he really said when JT went down, he was like, you know, hey, Cardell, you're the best quarterback I ever coached. The best guy on this team. Now go show everyone. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, yeah, pretty much, man. I think um, just understanding my responsibility at the time, understanding what we had opportunities to play for. I mean, you had no chance but to be ready for them type of situations. Coach Meyer and his staff does an unbelievable job of preparing not just the backups, but the backups' backups to be ready for any given situation. I can remember times during the season, I spoke about this earlier, earlier in the show, earlier in the weeks, that out of nowhere, Coach Meyer would just scream, you know, hey, we got an equipment issue with Taylor Decker. Put the next guy in for that one or two plays or whatever it may be to make sure that guy is back there getting that mental rep you know, because there's only so many physical reps that go around. Yeah. Had you heard of Twitter in 2012 when? <laughs> no. <laughs> I did after that, though. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a change because until 2014, until he goes in, you know, I think the, the legend is the third string because it was Braxton, then JT, and then Cardale, and that, had, that was all people knew about it. Had, the, had you seen any change from sending tweet, a tweet as a freshman, which – I've written about it plenty of times. It was because he got a B. He was still being a good student. We don't have to cover that ground anymore. But even up until then, that told oh, sure. you something like that was coming. Sure. The one thing about Cardell, and you can see him, he's just he's a wonderful person. He's always been a great person. He just never took it serious enough. And I'm like an extreme. Take it, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, uh, but you saw talent. You saw your freshman year, you just had an awkward throwing motion. And by the time you got to his junior year, he had a beautiful throwing motion, great velocity on the ball. Uh, but his, he just didn't take it. And it's hard for a backup player that knows he's really probably not going to play to be that disciplined to go. And and we all learned a lesson. And Kenny Guyton, you, got, you got, remember Kenny Guyton? He was the poster child for how Ultimate. to prepare. Ultimate. I mean, one of the greatest, you know, talent-wise, just okay. But as far as his discipline and his preparation, as good as I've ever been around. Because Braxton needed all the reps, and then you put Kenny Guyton in. Yep. But... Uh, his transformation, Cardell, from uh, that Sunday against a team up north to by the time the foot hit the ball in Indianapolis, I mean, it was incredible. All right, let's 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 skip ahead to 2020 before you get back to uh, enjoying. What's your special here? you got some clams. Is that Linguini clams. Linguini yeah. clams. All right, before you get back to that. <laughs> Justin, what do you like here? What do you eat when you come here? Oh, a little bit of everything. Can't you, you tell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had the whole menu now. I've been just six weeks. <laughs> For Justin Fields, I know that the, the, the coaching part uh, that's in your soul, you can't ever forget about it. If you were trying to, if you're sitting down with Ryan Day and he's still your offensive coordinator and you're working with Justin Fields trying to devise a system, what, what do you do with this guy? Well, Justin Fields, when uh, I remember walking off the practice field in 2018 and Mark Pantone, our recruiting coordinator, comes up to me and says, you know, we need to start watching transfer quarterbacks. And I was like, why do I need to watch a transfer quarterback? He says, Dwayne Haskins might leave for the NFL, and this is like week four or five. Yeah. And I thought, Dwayne Haskins is a sophomore. You know, we have him for three more years. He's not going anywhere. And Mark looks at me, he says, the NFL's saying he might leave for the NFL. And I thought, and I didn't want to say anything to Dwayne, but I'm thinking, Dwayne's not ready for the NFL. So we went in and we started watching. Every night I'd come in and I'd watch a quarterback, and we watched Justin Fields. At Georgia, he didn't do much. Uh, they just ran him like in Wildcat stuff, so you couldn't tell. And so I said, give me some high school film. So we started watching high school film. And that's when you're like, oh, my gosh, this is, uh, this is Braxton Miller that can throw. I mean, this is a guy that's uh, – and Ryan Day and Corey Dennis, the quarterback coach, I mean, they're – everything I'm hearing, and I've watched uh, two practices, is that th this could be uh, ridiculous uh, how good this guy is. Cardell, we sat down 
shortly after Justin Fields transferred and broke down some of the film, and you looked at George, and it was like there's one game, but they're running him a lot. Then he's he's out there for a fake punt. It's like he was so misused, it seemed, at Georgia, and that we didn't really know what to expect from him last year. So I think he exceeded everyone's expectations, but what did you think he would accomplish last year, and, and what can he do now? For sure. I definitely didn't think that he would perform the way he did, especially the way he protected the football. Being a first-year guy coming in late in the season, coming in late during before the season and having that opportunity to learn the system, not only learn the system, have success, yeah. and know your guys and things like that. I, I thought his numbers, if we were expecting that and asking, that would have been a bit much to ask and put on a guy's plate coming from the situation he was coming from. But, you know, Coach Day being under Coach Meyer, and Coach Meyer, I can just think about the times when I was playing and different quarterbacks were playing, they're going to adapt. And this is what the great ones do. They adapt to their players. They don't try to force the players into the system. They make it work. Yeah. You know, and looking back at my time at Ohio State, clearly when JT and Braxton were playing, they ran the ball 10 times as much as I did. And when I had an opportunity to play, we started pushing the ball a little bit more down the field. And our big focus wasn't on a lot of read option with the quarterback. It was more so get a ball to this best guy we got, Ezekiel Ellen, let him get the ball. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. All right, uh, the last thing for Urban, the Byers Auto uh, question for Coach. If you want to send that to us every week on Twitter at Letterman Row and tag Byers Auto, please do so. Urban will take that every week that he's here. There's not going to be a skull session. They're not staying in the Blackwell. There's no, no Brutus, no quick cows with the students. All the things that you loved, uh, the traditions that were here before you and the ones that you helped establish, the team doesn't get to do that. So how much does that hurt? How much will that be missed? How much of a challenge will that be for Ryan Day and Mickey Marotti and those guys on Saturday? Well, it's going to be a challenge. You know, I, I think it's also an advantage for the week after when they have to go to Penn State when you don't have to deal with a whiteout. And, and Ohio Stadium's a great home field advantage. I don't believe it's going to be a big difference in this one because I think we're just superior talent-wise from A to Z. Um, up and down so we're I don't believe it I think it's going to be a challenge but coach day I, I can let you know this they've been working on their routine for the last three weeks they've been giving them you know best Fridays in football which is tomorrow they have uh, they practice the game pregame routine and all the things that go on the difference is the horseshoe is going to be silent 1300 people in a 110,000 seat stadium so it's going to be silent it's going to be a scrimmage atmosphere like a spring practice uh, but they are so ready to play. I mean, I can't imagine this game being uh, not all Buckeye all over the place. Yeah, it's unfortunate that 40 of those people in the stadium are up in the press box like me. I don't make a lot of noise <laughs> during a game. I just uh, sit there and tap away and, and get a little nervous uh, before the, trying to file a story on deadline. Not as nervous as you, but... Uh... <laughs> well, the one, thing, the one thing about Nebraska, there was a time where Nebraska was, and Cardell was probably, you might not even remember this. You realize Nebraska at one point was the Alabama of college football. Yeah, yeah. In the 80s and 90s, they were it. Yep. I want to say the 70s, 80s, 90s. And uh, two championships and maybe five, five championships or something. Some really good number with uh, uh, Osborne. I know he had three, I believe. Uh, but you just when they jump to the Big Ten, they're not recruiting like they did. You know, and so... I just, when you, when you see Nebraska's roster, Ohio State's roster, you're going to see a, a big differential. Yeah, I think I know who you're going to pick on Saturday. We'll save the rest of the, the predictions for a big noon kickoff. Uh, Urban Meyer will be down there with the rest of his crew. Noon, Ohio State, Nebraska. Urban Meyer, thanks so much for having us out here for weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We'll be back for a little bit more with you all in just a minute. Thanks, Austin. Thanks, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on uh, Letterman Row weekend kickoff. It's brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. And if you need to get some of that, BCA Mechanical is the place to be. This is Jeremiah. He's going to help you out. What what part of town are the Buckeye fans going to find you at? So we're out of Galloway, Ohio. Um, we're looking to expand uh, all the surrounding areas. Um, if you're in the market for any HVAC, uh, give us a call. We'd love as, to help you out. How has this year been for your company? I know all of us are facing challenges. and uh, It's been pretty well for us so far. Uh, obviously, all the precautions that we're taking, uh, entering people's homes, uh, masks, you know, hand sanitizer, uh, all those things uh, that we're trying to do to make our customers feel comfortable with us being in their homes. Yeah, it's been, you know, we've heard from a number of people with Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems, air filtration, these things that we've never even, you know, think about. Yeah, so Bryant... Uh, Bryant Heating and Cooling uh, Systems and BCA Mechanical. We offer uh, multiple different options for air purification. 
um, as far as air purifiers, UV lights, uh, you name it. Yeah. We got it. So give us a call at BCA, and uh, <laughs> we'd love to take care of you. All right, need to give them a number or anything else? Website? Yeah, so um, we got a website. Our website's uh, www.bcamechanical.com. Um, our phone number is 614-853-8124. Uh, that's our office phone number that you can reach us at and get us scheduled. And um, Perfect. Any of your heating and cooling needs, we'll, we're here. All right. You got a prediction for Saturday? OSU. All right. Right? Easy enough, right? Right. They're just going to win. That's all that Buckeyes. matters. Buckeyes. Buckeyys all, right. all the way. Appreciate uh, PCA Mechanical hanging out with us tonight on Letterman Row. Brian Heating and Cooling Systems weekend kickoff. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to the final segment on Letterman Row weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. It is the Silver Bullet Pick segment. It's time. I thought you were filming that entire time. Yeah, I know. Well, the cameras are on, but. <laughs> well, hey, just gotta... so everybody knows because the cameras are on, we just gave Austin all of our money because now when we do picks, we're going to at least have some skin in the game. Well, guess what? There is some skin on the game. So, Zach, do you want to take this pass that down? Yeah, come on, Slags. What, hap what happened last week? Well, what happened last week is I had no skin in the game, and I was just picking random teams based on what I... So what was your record, and why do you have that? I was 0-5. 0-5. 0-5. He was 0-5 yeah. last week. That's as impressive as going 5-0. I know. <laughs> yeah. literally is. The law of average. Like, dude, there's no way you should be that Well, bad. I was going against, like, Zach was picking stuff, and I just wanted to be a you know, turd. So I was like, I'll pick these guys. That really worked out well, didn't it? Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I'm, nice I'm good with this. Look nice at that. Look dude, at this thing is flossy, man. I, looked, I worked so hard on building that. Just to raise the ante for this. I know Good, Zach. I like it. I'm ready. I'm prepared. So, I like it. So I'm we, ready to attack and dominate. I want to do that again. Now you guys want money in the pot for winning. Now we, we got, got money in the pot and we got the loser chain. All right. So now it's legit. Incentive. I, I can't pick Miami to beat Clemson anymore. I've got to take it a little more yep. seriously than that. Yep. No, yep. I'm all in all right. now. This week it's all five Big Ten games because that's the only conference that matters anymore. Uh, let's get uh, the worst one out of the way. Iowa. Minus three and a half at Purdue. Oh, wait. So if we pick a team, are we taking the spread as well? Yes, you're taking the spread. Oh. Yeah, you were on vacation what, last week. Welcome, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah okay, welcome to the okay. big leagues. Well. Iowa and who? Purdue? Iowa and Purdue. Purdue. Three and a half. Three and a half points. I got Purdue. Bobby likes to go first, but he's digging into the pass over there. You have Purdue? Did you say Purdue? Yeah. I'm going to go Iowa. I think the, the reason why we've talked about it multiple times, it, you know, with the with – the, way the years went no spring ball fall camps kind of weird the season's weird the teams that are able to run the football are going to be successful and we've seen it so far this year right the teams that can really run the football look at clemson look at alabama they've been able to run the football those are the teams that are going to win i was going to be able to ground and pound purdue redo iowa redo redo, redo. i got Just iowa to <laughs> iowa minus three and a half yeah where's the game at, at purdue. purdue at purdue not that that matters at all no it doesn't matter <laughs> Well, you still have what's except the, I'm 0 for 2. What's the, name of, what's the name of the stadium Purdue plays in? Ross. Uh, oh. Not you, Ross, Ross Aid. Yeah, exactly. I knew it. I was asking, I was, I was asking okay. you. I knew Austin knew it. I was 0 2 there. That's an easy lay. Lay the three and a half. Zach outlined many of the reasons. I always had a tumultuous offseason, but they still have a pretty good culture with their team. If they can, as long as they don't guard Rondale Moore with a linebacker, they're going to be fine. Boy, whatever are you referring to, Bobby? Yeah, exactly. I watched that, and so did you. So as long as they don't try to single up, he's the only weapon they have offensively. You can take that away. They'll grind the clock. They'll win this game. I don't think they have a problem with it. See, last week I would have probably picked Purdue because I just said, hey, you know what? They all picked Iowa. But Jeff Brom for Purdue is out this game because he got the COVID. <laughs> yes. So I'll go with Iowa in the points. Okay. I'm going to take Rondale Moore. I'm not scared. All right, do Ooh. it. I hope you wear this not, thing. Thanks for donating that 20. <laughs> <laughs> not scared of them being without Brom. They got another Brom in reserve. He's coming off the bench. They're going to throw it to Rondale Moore. I got a lot more faith in them than I do 80-year-old uh, Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. All right. So everybody else is on Iowa. Good. Yep. I love it. Write that down. Thanks for leaving me the money. Illinois at number 14, Wisconsin. Let's so... This is the team I think that most of us expect to come out of the West and play the Buckeyes on December 19th in Indianapolis. Badgers, 19 and a half. They've got a cover against Lovey, and I don't know if the beard is still there or not. I got 
Illinois. Yeah, tell you tell the spread. Illinois. 19 and a half. half. Yeah. Illinois. Yeah. You have Illinois. Illinois. He likes those three touches. scores. Listen, with, with yeah, Wisconsin obviously lost Jonathan Taylor, which was a huge blow to them. But man, they turn out running backs. They might have a true freshman playing quarterback, right? And that what they're saying mm. that they might have a true freshman For Wisconsin? starter. Yeah, Wisconsin. Jack Kern's not playing. Hey, yep. granted, hey, still. They have a massive offensive line. Illinois is not good whatsoever. Wisconsin, minus 19 half. It's in Wisconsin. There's probably going to be – what the, Wisconsin and Minnesota have gotten like 20 inches of snow over the last three days, right? There's probably going to be snow on the field. It's probably going to be cold. Wisconsin can run the football. Goes back to what I said, Iowa-Purdue. Wisconsin covers 19 and a half. They can run the ball, but it's 19 and a half points. That's a, it's a massive – Lovey did shave his beard. The okay. champagne Santa is gone. Now – so that little silver sweet beard he had rolling in there. It was beautiful. And we just always assume that Wisconsin's going to turn out dudes, and they always do, especially on the offensive line. They always recruit good running backs. But Illinois, I mean, Lovey took this job four or five years ago. Like, he was playing freshman early on. These, a lot of those guys are seniors. They've been playing young guys. I don't think they have a chance at winning this game. But if you're telling me that they lose this game 31-17, I can handle that. I'm going to take those points all day long. Yeah, I'm going with Illinois. Uh, Lubby's been doing this. He's like, you know what? If we can't recruit him, we'll let somebody else recruit him, and then we'll just take him when they transfer because that's what he does. And they were competitive. I mean, last year, they were 6-7 and seven and went to a bowl game, for Pete's sake. It's Illinois. 19 and a half for Wisconsin. You got a potentially freshman uh, running uh, quarterback. You don't really know how you're going to rotate your running backs right now, right? John, uh, Jonathan Taylor is out. He's in the NFL. Like, who's the next guy? You lost some studs on defense, 19 and a half points, I go with Illinois. I think Wisconsin's going to win this game, obviously, but I, that amount of points and the fact that... And it's Wisconsin. You know, they, they just play so many close games. They, their style doesn't lend itself to blowing teams out, and they can get caught by some oh, bad teams. Boy. And who beat them last year? Oh, Illinois. Yeah, that team. I, I'm gonna, that amount of points, I'm going to take the Illini. I can't even believe that I'm saying it now oh that I got gosh. there. Oh, my gosh. But I think the Illini will cover, so... That's I'm a, a single. That's a good mix. Yeah. Uh, You're the only guy helped. that I'm picked Wisconsin. Yeah. You picked Illinois? Yeah. Illinois. Good for I, you, I, buddy. I go. All right, number eight, Penn State. Six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Hoosiers. Yep. A lot of people talking up the Hoosiers as a dark, dark horse squad in the East. Cardale, you buying that? I got know. Penn State. Oh, you just go straight <laughs> Penn State. He's, he's not I, even, even going to play around. I like it. He does it. Penn State. I got Penn State. I don't, for, I don't for, need to explain. I, it's a feeling. I don't need to explain yeah. who we got, what the run game on that, the weather. It's a feeling. I got Penn State. I <laughs> will say this. Yes, Micah Parsons opted out, did not come back. So, hey, you can maybe question the culture of Penn State a little bit, but this is what I'll say. Six and a half points at Indiana. Indiana, yeah, they've gotten better, but, man, they are still nowhere near on Penn State's level. Under a touchdown, in my mind, if you are a betting person – I may or may not be, but if you're a betting person, I would hammer the parlay with Penn State and Ohio State, not giving away my pick. Mm. But this is a bet that you take. Six and a half, Penn State, all day. So Penn State lost Micah Parsons. They lost their running back for the season. Yep, Journey Brown's out. Journey Brown is now out. Indiana, Paralu is, Paralu is but their quarterback is pretty Penix. good. Yeah. Right? What is it? Penix? Penix. I'm sorry, not Paralu. Penix. He's good. He's a really talented guy. I don't think they win this game. You're going to give me six and a half. There's no, really, no real home field advantage. I'm going to take the Hoosiers. Like, they've recruited. Tom Allen's done a good job oh. recruiting there. You laugh at this and scoff at this. Six act. and a half. <laughs> Penn State, I'm telling you, they're not as good as you think. You took Journey Brown out of it. You take Micah Parsons out of it. They don't have the depth that Ohio State has. I'm just telling you right now. I don't know what's going on over there. Looks like somebody got an interception or they're fighting. I don't know, but I'll say this. Here's the deal. Indiana lost their offense coordinator. What were they, 8-5 and five last year with Tom Allen? They lost their offense coordinator. He went and took the head job at Fresno State. He's gone. What is it going to look like? I don't know. Penn State, they took the coordinator from Minnesota. He comes back in. A lot of RPOs. They got a quarterback, Sean Clifford. We saw him last year. It's Boy, Indiana. Flakes is, is tortured over there. I know. It's, it's Indiana. Indiana. I'm taking Penn State. Let's go. There you go. I don't believe in James Franklin, and I know look at all these losses that they've, you know, they've, they've got their star on both sides of the ball. He's gone. I'm not sure that I can still bring myself to bet on Indiana in any situation. 
I won't be surprised. They're better than you think. I know they are. And I think Penn I State, like Penn State. And I am pretty convinced that Penn State will be worse. They're not going to be 7-1 and one challenging for the playoff the way people talk about them. Only loss is going to be to Ohio State. I don't believe that at all. But I don't know that this will be when they fall back to earth. I think they'll probably be good enough to get past Indiana. But I won't be surprised if they lose. I just don't have Bobby's confidence to actually take the Hoosiers. I like, I like his pick. But, I can't but that's why it. he wants to win that money. He's taking yeah. that money. I respect mm. it. All right. All right. Down to the, down to the two. Okay. Rivalry. The rival team, the Wolverines, at the Gophers. The Little Brown Jug? Michigan's it got is. it covered. Little three Brown and a half. Start. Three and a half. Rivalry trophy game. I got, I got Minnesota. Do you? And I don't want to explain my answer. <laughs> I think it's clear for me. I just can't do it. Just, he doesn't want to influence anybody I, I else. Will, I will give them. the $20 up before I pick them. Um, yeah. Here's my thing. It's three I, and a half points, correct? Three and a half? Three and a half. I, listen, <laughs> the row the boat thing, maybe it caught some steam last year, but I think the only reason why is because they were rowing down river, right? I think that's the only reason why. <laughs> I think maybe this year... The tides have turned and they're going up river. It's not going to be as good. I, I you got to take the Wolverines, right? right. Har, hey, Harbaugh is feeling some pressure. He may not want to say he's feeling any pressure, but he's feeling it. If they go out week one and lose to the Gophers at Minnesota, uh, I just don't. Uh, they have prepared way they too long. They don't have to lose. They just have to win by less <laughs> no, than three and a half. Three and a half base in my mind. That's win or lose. I mean, come on. So it's win or lose. So. 31-28, that may be a win for Minnesota, Michigan, yeah. but it's a loss for you on the it, betting card. It's okay. Card. <laughs> I'm still going Wolverines. I think it's going to be like 31-21, Bob. Ooh, at Minnesota. At I'll Minnesota. tell you that. It's going to be snowing. Michigan's going to be able to run the football. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I mean, why? Yeah. Who? Listen, only thing Minnesota can do is throw, is throw the football to uh, Bateman, right, who came back. Yeah. And guess what? It, you're not going to be able to throw the football in 10 inches of snow. What? Where do you get this 10 inches of snow on the field? I've been, I've been watching the news. You've been watching the Google news. I have been. I'm, tra you, hey, you I'm, tra are. I'm traveling tomorrow, so I've been looking at the news. You are aware the that they cover the fields. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, Bob. Then we're good. So there won't be 10 inches of snow on the field. It's going to happen okay. while they're playing Saturday night. What do you night? got, Bob? What do you got? It's a lot of snow in like four and a half hours. <laughs> Don't think it's going to be like that. I'm going to go with Minnesota. If you're going to give me the three and a half, I think Michigan could win this game. But if you look at the teams that have had success this year playing, They've had quarterbacks returning and systems that have been consistent. Offensive coordinator, head coach, quarterback, all coming back. They've been pretty good for the most part. If you look at Michigan, they're not returning their quarterback. Shea Patterson is gone. And if you look at this, they've got Tanner Morgan back. He's a redshirt senior. Obviously, you mentioned Rashad Bateman. I watched him play Auburn last year in the bowl game. They looked really stinking good. P.J. Fleck has a team that plays disciplined football. They're not going to beat themselves. They may not win this game, but they're not going to get blown out. And if I lose it by seven points, I'll feel fine with that. But I'm telling you, this sounds like a field goal game to me, and if you're going to give me that hook, I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Bob. They did lose their offensive coordinator to Penn State. But that being said, they do have a quarterback. And everything that we've watched – it's the teams that have the guy who holds the ball in his hands the most that is able to win early. And that's why Michigan on the road at Minnesota, I'm going to go in Minnesota and take the points. I think everybody out there needs to prepare, to prepare their families, talk to their children, make sure they're prepared Watch for, the hype video. for a four-win Michigan this season. Four, wow. There's no chance in hell that they're beating Minnesota on Saturday. Ooh. And at the end of this season... You're taking Minnesota money line. Minnesota will win that game, and the Jim Harbaugh to the NFL talk is about to go like this. You can mark that down, take it to the bank. I've got all your money right here. We'll just go spend it and sell it. I mean, I don't that. disagree with Jim Harbaugh. I think he's taking over the Jets next year, yeah. but I, oh, I don't think so bad. <laughs> oh, the Jets are so bad, but I think that's where Harbaugh goes. But, man, no, all right, I'm no the only chance. one again. All right, here we go. This is the only one that matters to everyone here, I think. Ohio State. What's the line? Even one 26. 31-26 right now. Ohio State. Ohio State, 26-point favorites. They've waited almost 10 months to play. Nebraska's coming to town. They've kicked their ass every time since, what, 2011? Yeah. 5-1 against them, 7-1. Yeah. Sorry for the long Any flight. Chance. Sorry for the long flight. <laughs> Take this L back. Do they need the, one of those? The like, Lincoln. So, so you, but you have to pick a score because that's a tiebreaker. They open 49, 14. 
49-14 Buckeyes. 49-14. Cover. Buckeyes are going to cover for sure. Um, I'm actually going with a, with a bigger score than that because Nebraska does not have a defense whatsoever, right? And I think the Ohio State offense is so strong with the offensive line, with the running game, the wide receivers. I mean, we've talked about it all night, right? Justin Fields. I am going Buckeyes 66 to 10, and that's it. And guess what? College football final on on Sunday. Yeah, they're going to be putting the Buckeyes at probably number two. I don't know about yeah, yeah. They'll be close to there. Um, 66 to 10. I don't necessarily disagree with the, that margin because it's say Austin was 13 and a half halftime number. Yeah, 26, 26 overall. Bob, Bob's got his eye on that one already. Yeah. Well, because they're the Ryan Day. They're going to come out of this thing like a. a, a Scout a dog. I mean, not. It's straight downhill, and they're going to try to get Justin as much as he can. Probably get one series out of halftime. It wouldn't surprise me if it's thirty-five to three, like at the start of the second half, or something similar no. to that. Twenty-six points. So you're going to give me an opportunity that they can have a couple field goals in there and still be okay and cover. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that all day. I'm laying those points. Ohio State wins this thing. I'll say sixty-three to ten. Yeah, I. You like that? That's real, right? I said uh, I said 52 to 10 on Letterman Row on you Monday, sure did. and I'm gonna stick with it. I think that they're gonna let them eat, man. I mean, there's not gonna be. Everybody talks about, oh, you know, it's it's Nebraska and it's Scott Frost. We've all said like, hey, there's been a really good camaraderie between Ryan Day and Scott Frost talking about this because they were the dudes that were really we're buddies. To, they're gonna be pals. They're, they're, they're buddies, amigos. They're, they're amigos, right? We're buddies. <laughs> right? We're brothers, you know, from another mother. Me and Scott Frost, right? Well, that's why when it's like. 42 to nothing, he's going to lay off, and then it will he's not, at, he's at just, halftime. Yeah, at halftime, and he, he'll put in the other dudes. But guess what? Just yeah. because you put the other dudes in doesn't mean you're going to stop them from scoring because you still got to stop them, right? Like, hey, what was it, Baltimore? Why would you kick a field goal at the end? Because you, sh- you should have stopped us on fourth down two times before we kicked the field goal, douchebag. Anyways, that being said, <laughs> you know, it's going to be 52 to 10. Ohio State's going to look fantastic. And on to the next. I want to pay safe for the – for the Halloween when the fangs come out at night, 7.30. I had to look back to what we said on Monday because it feels like it was 10 days ago, Schlegs. Seems so long, but guess Hanging what? Hanging out with Schlegs every day is like a dog day. Yeah. It's like seven days. <laughs> well, everything since. <laughs> and you do. You everything have morning since juice every morning. December 30th has felt that way for me. Uh, and that's why I think, imagine what it's like for the players who've had to live with uh, that moment, the uncertainty of if they would get to play. But even going back to that, the embarrassing officiating in the Fiesta Bowl, the ejection for Sean oh, Wade stop it. on down the line. I mean, that, that's what they've thought about every day, and that's why they're going to win 62-6 to six on Saturday Ooh, over Nebraska. 62-6. to 62-6. Six. to six. I like it. The Buckeyes are going to get it rolling. We're going to – hey, this was the first uh, pre-game weekend kickoff of the year. I know uh, there were supposed to be some other guests coming. This is beautiful, man. Everybody, OH. I-O. OH. OH. I-O, get it high. Three times. Thank you so much. We apologize for the uh, Fox Big Noon kickoff people that uh, were supposed hey, to man, appear. Hey, man, they had some stuff, man. I they, mean, the, the travel yeah. difficulties, that's fine. We can't control that. No doubt. But we had the Buckeyes here. That's all that really matters to me. Anthony Schlegel, Bobby Carpenter, Robert Landers, Zach Bourne, Cardell Jones, Urban Meyer. Reed Shelly Fregel. Meyer. Reed Fragle was around here somewhere. Yeah. Shelly Meyer in the house. I appreciate Chris everybody. Carter, Solomon Thomas. I've seen all sorts of dudes I all coached. Right. It's the Buckeyes are ready for the season. We are, too, at Letterman Row. I'm just Austin Ward. Thanks so much for everybody for coming out tonight. We'll see you next Thursday for weekend kickoff. Brought to you by Brian Heating and Cooling System. Ah, get you some of that.